All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. You, you, you. All Things Black presents Fanboys. Put your hands up. This is like three (laughs) weeks in a row. I'm Calvin. The hype man over there is Garland. What's going on, sir? Hotel, motel, <laughs> holiday, and you know it's the fiftieth birthday of hip hop, and so you know just been celebrating and stuff all year leading up to August the eleventh. August the eleventh, nineteen seventy three, is where uh, most historians denote the birth of hip-hop and so yeah man i'm just representing that's why i'm holding the mic y'all i, I know my mic stand might be broken that, no my my, my 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 yeah that's all. one two one two let me copy one two can y'all hear me sound <laughs> man turn my mic up all right yo, I'm, what's up everybody you you holding the mic for hip-hop i got mine suspended for we are the world when it comes to time <laughs> when we hear the same. <laughs> Cindy Lauper's part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So um, just in case you all didn't know, this is our live recording of the podcast that we do every week. It is live on YouTube. So for anyone that's watching the live stream, thank you for yes. joining us live on YouTube. And everyone else, this will be on all yes. of your podcast platforms. Um, I'll even send out some clips on uh, TikTok and yeah. uh, Instagram just so people can Flipping. see to try to get you to you know, get in there, you know, you get to hear a few things, you know, just, just to, just to wet the whistle, just a little tease. So we want you to definitely subscribe to us. But again, we are on all of the social media platforms make sure you follow us on Facebook also at all things black with Garland and Calvin and Twitter, A-T-B-G-A-N-D-C, which stands for all things black with Garland and Calvin. So yes, sir. (laughs) I'm real Brown today. I'm real. I'm real almondy. You just so almondy. I'm real almondy today. You know, I, I'm just real. I'm just going to hurt. You just going to hurt you. Almond Brown. I'm real almondy today. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what God would be doing with his life, but he do be in there getting all of these shit. In you. Yeah, bring me joy. <laughs> Looking like a bowl of honey nut Cheerios right. and shit every week. <laughs> I'm real light skinned in person, but I'm real almondy on this uh, broadcast, though. You think hey. I'm golden. <laughs> hey man, what we got going on today? We're gonna talk some NFL, man. They still got a little gambling problem, and uh, they just had to support, suspend four players. Go talk a little bit about that. We're gonna talk some free agency. Everybody's getting a bag in the NBA, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. We're gonna talk about the Lakers too, because it looked like maybe they are the offseason champs. Mm. Uh, we're gonna talk a little uh, Major League Baseball, and how come don't nobody really? Ain't nobody watching. Ain't nobody talking about baseball. I am. And just the people who like baseball are talking about baseball. Oh, it's just one a day, two to one, bottom of the finally, eight. Finally, finally, finally. I know people was all upset. They wanted to burn the city, connect uniforms. I'm like, okay, they lost four straight in every uniform combination. What we're going to do now? Play in our drawers. And hey, so, 
You know how I feel mm. about it. I like the City Connect uniforms, but they all one and four. And stop wearing them joints on Friday nights. Uh, Wear them another day. See, look at see. This is for these people. That's it like, is what it is. <laughs> it is for the what it is. The all right, so let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into the NFL and do as I say and not as I do. The league suspends four players for gambling. And so Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry of the Indianapolis Colts and free agent Demetrius Taylor were suspended indefinitely or at least through the 2023 season for betting on NFL games last season. In addition, Tennessee Titans offensive tackle Nicholas Petit Ferrer was suspended six games for betting on other sports at the workplace. The Colts subsequently announced that both Rodgers and Barry have been waived as a consequence of their suspensions. Now, earlier this year, four Lions players and one Washington Commanders player was suspended by the NFL for gambling violations. Uh, Lions wide receiver Quintez Cephas and safety C.J. Moore were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games, as was Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony. Uh, Detroit wide receivers Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill were suspended for six games each for mobile betting that occurred at the Lions uh, Allen Park facility. Uh, last year, then Atlanta Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley was suspended for the entire 2022 season for betting on games over a five-game stretch when he was away from the team. Uh, he was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars as the trade deadline uh, in November and reinstated this past March. Now, the NFL said last week that it planned to reinforce its gambling policy to players. All rookies will be required to attend mandatory education sessions, and a group of league officials is making in-person visits to team facilities to emphasize and clarify what activities are prohibited amid the rapid proliferation of sports gambling. You can't, you can't miss it anywhere. It's there. So the six key rules of the gambling policy the league officials will emphasize are, one, don't bet on NFL games. Two, don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Three, don't have someone bet for you. Four, don't share team inside information. Five, don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. And six, don't play daily fantasy football. Now, 11 players, at least one assistant coach, and an undisclosed number of league personnel have been suspended for violating the NFL gambling policy since 2018. And so um, we've talked about this gambling piece uh, kind of in detail and want to go back to it again. I know I've been saying that it's just, to me, it's very hypocritical. That's why I said, you know, do as I do, not as I say. And um, we'll do as I say, not as I do. I, I just really feel that the league, the owners are getting billions of dollars from these online sports books, from your DraftKings and from your others, but they are expecting the players not to bet, not to do these. And now, do I think a player should bet on his own game? No. I, but, you know, it's probably being done and some people are not being caught. But I think this thing of them taking this money, but then trying to restrict the players from not doing it as well, I think it's very hypocritical. It's kind of like to me, Calvin, you know, I, this has never happened to me, but I've, I've had some friends that this happened to. Like one time I had a friend, he got uh, caught smoking his parents' cigarettes and they made him smoke several cigarettes as punishment. Now I'm like, okay, you're smoking cigarettes and you got cigarettes in the house, but I'm not supposed to smoke, but you can smoke. 
or that person, you know, they got caught drinking out of their parents' stash and the parent makes them drink uh, an unlimited amount of drinks and stuff. Okay, you can have alcohol in the house, but I, if I have alcohol, it's wrong. So you can drink, but I can't. And to me, that's what it's saying in the NFL. It's like, okay, us owners, yeah, we can go ahead and get this money, but the players, no, you guys can't bet, don't do any of those things. And so to me, it comes off very hypocritical. What, what are your thoughts about this gambling, these suspensions, and you know these rules? Um, well, starting off with the scenario, I was in that scenario, um, not with the smoking, but I got caught with some uh, bottles and James in one of my closets. I don't even know why my mother oh was my in God. my closet. Bottles I was James. in high, bottles and James. I was in high school. <laughs> and of course, right. you know, I'm gonna call your father. My father came over and we were sitting down and my father looked at my mother and was like, I mean, you drink, I drink. Right. He's around drinking all the time. What do you expect? Like, yeah, what, you know, what are you expecting? Yeah, he's underage. He shouldn't drink. But what what are we going to do? Like, I can't sit here and be. And he literally said, "I can't sit here and be hypocritical. Like, you should never ever drink. It's not good for you." But he sees me and you drinking all the time. So, um, and yeah. another thing, uh, just so everybody, we're not advocating that you make your kids drink a no, ton or smoke a lot don't when you that. catch them because you will go to jail. Right. Don't this this ain't 1970s, 80s, and 90s. Right. You will go yeah. to jail. Don't, but, don't do that. but no, it is absolutely hypocritical. However, mm -hmm. um, there are certain things that there's a certain point where you have to put the onus on the player. So gambling on the NFL, you shouldn't be doing. That should be common sense. Um, walking inside of a sports book, just because, just for that the perception of it, that should be common sense. Having mm -hmm. someone place bets for you on the NFL should be common sense. And the one that's real tricky to me is the one where you should not be able to gamble in the facility or you shouldn't be using the daily I mean, that's yeah, so difficult. You, sh you shouldn't be gambling on the road and you shouldn't exactly. be gambling in the team hotel. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that's hypocritical and that's kind of difficult. I mean, the more years we go in and the more they start enforcing that, if you start getting caught, then it's on you. But right now, a lot of these were, were caught last year. I mean, they're suspending them for the, some for the entire season. Like, I, I think you should give them a break. Uh, you will figure that if that, well, you can't even say that if it, because Calvin Ridley did. I was going to say if you are a real strong player on the team, you may not get the full punishment. But Calvin Ridley did. And I think Ridley got the full punishment because I think they perceived he was lying and he was actually betting on right. NFL games. Right. right. Um, but it's still hypocritical. They are taking the money. Um, the only way to stop it is to not take the money and let these guys gamble. Because before this daily wagering, I'm sure a lot of them were gambling mm -hmm. in the team facility, maybe calling bookies and things like that mm -hmm. and getting their uh, bets in. But, yeah, it's kind of hypocritical. It's it's just one of them things where you're looking at the NFL kind of like, I mean, come on. It, Give them a break if they're not betting on the NFL. Um, prime example, and I heard this on the podcast, you know, they have this um, golf challenge coming up with Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah, it was last week. Yeah, and, and the thing is, can they bet on that? Because technically, it's an NFL-regulated right. event. Right. It's just not football, but it's an right. NFL event. So could they bet on that? So it's it, you just... I don't know. It's so sticky, but you know, the NFL is just, what do you want to do? You know, billionaires making decisions for millionaires. You know what I mean? This is one of them. Um, the yeah. only thing for us is it does hurt your team. You can look at these players and say, well, 
They're not players that we really care about. They're not big names. But one of the biggest things that we find in the NFL is depth. And when you start suspending players that are second and third strings, your team, when these injuries start hitting midseason, um, you know, that depth is lost. Those special teams, you can lose, win and lose games in special teams. Um, look, look at Baltimore. Like, I mean, how many times has, well, of course, the past two years, Lamar's gone down, and then we have to go to the backup, but then the backup gets hurt. Then we got to go to the third string. It, it's like you – you have to look at this like, hey, this is hurting my team. You may not recognize the names because it's not too many people that can call out every name on the football roster. But these are guys that are on the team for a reason, and it is for depth, and you need that on your team. It is going to start hurting some of these teams. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of some of these stadiums are opening sports books inside of the stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so... There's a, me, there's a franchise in Las Vegas now. I mean, right? There's, <laughs> there's going to be a Super Bowl in Vegas. Yeah, and so to me, yeah, at the league, you, this is the bid that you made. You know, you're lying in the bid that you made. You, you, you're you taking this money. I mean, you're a billion-dollar corporation without the FanDuel money. But, you know, you, you, you've you taken it. And now, you know, uh, this is just, to me, it's opening Pandora's box for the league, for the players and everything, because it's, it's just, it's a slippery scope and, uh, sl- excuse me, I said scope, the slippery slope. And I, I just, you know, I, I think once we start to see some more name players, you know, let the Pat Mahomes of the world, the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the, um, the Aaron Rodgers of the world get caught in something like this then, you know, maybe people might feel a little bit more differently about it. But, you know, does this extend like, to the the owners and the general managers also? Like, Yeah, it looks like it is, you know, uh, well, you had an undisclosed number of league personnel that have been suspended. We have not heard any announcement in terms of team owners or, uh, you know, uh, pro personnel in terms of right. general managers and things right, like that. Right. Uh, and one assistant coach, but. Yeah, I mean, I, what's next? I mean, that's coming too. I, I'm sure uh, someone, I think I, I heard Bomani said, you know, hey, you, do you think that Roger Goodell has not gambled? Do you exactly. think, you know, some of these big league executives have not played a parlay? So exactly. We're going to see. We're going to see it. So uh, we'll see what happens with this. But, you know, if you're a player, Stay out the sports book. I want to see Stay you out. up in Perryville at the sports book when I go up there to watch a game. Just chill out. Uh, and to me, one of the hardest things is going to be how are you going to enforce this when you're on the road? When you stand, I mean, if I just get up and I leave the team hotel and I go across the street and I go ahead and place a bet, is that a violation? I, I think I think it's a violation if you enter that sports book. And it's just so No, I'm talking so, about if I have my phone, I'm at the team hotel, I'm mm-hmm. not at a sports book, I get up because they said while well, you're traveling on the road or staying in a team hotel. And so well, okay, traveling on the road. I guess I can't if I'm traveling yeah, as, on the road as and long I as you I think as long as you're in inside of your game week. Um this is game okay. week for us, and I'm thinking as long as you're inside of game week. You should not be doing it, which unless it's a bye week, you shouldn't be doing it at all. And it, it would just make me as an NFL player just not just not do it. 
Yeah, that's a, it's just, just a tough one. And, and yeah. we're in a generation where everybody's always in their phone. And you got these gambling apps on the phone. And so, yeah, we're going to see what happens with this. This is going to be tough. All right, let's talk a little NBA, man. Everybody gets a bag. Oprah was giving out money the other day. Everybody's getting a bag. Uh, NBA free agency negotiation period officially began on Friday with deals officially signed on July the 6th. But several big signings have taken place already. Uh, so let me read off a list. Draymond Green, he's going back to the Golden State Warriors on a four-year, $100 million contract with a player option for the final season. Kyle Kuzma, he's going back to the Wizards. On didn't a, see that one coming. Did not see that one coming. A <laughs> $102 million deal to return to Washington. Uh, the Pacers, they signed former Denver Nuggets forward Bruce Brown uh, to a two-year, $45 million contract. Uh, the Trailblazers uh, re-signed free agent forward uh, Jer- Jeremy Green. Did I say it right? Jeremy. Thank Jeremy. you. I can't read today. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy. Jeremy Green. We need to have bloopers on this. Jeremy Grant <laughs> to a five-year, $160 million contract. Your boy Kyrie Irving, he really didn't have anywhere else to go, so he agreed to a three-year, $126 million deal to return to the Mavericks. Chris Middles. Dallas Lucas. The Dallas Lucas. Uh, Chris Middleton, he's going back to Milwaukee. He's staying there on a three-year, $102 million deal. Our Fred Van Fleet, he's going to the Houston Rockets on a three-year, $130 million contract. Nice little signing. Russell Westbrook, he's returning to the L.A. Clippers on a two-year, $7.8 million stay. All you had to do Boy, was leave him. Boy, my, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, this dude was making big money. Now he's just getting... A little bit of scratch. That's like minimum wage for most of us. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Now, the Lakers, they've re-signed several players. Uh, Rui Hachitachi, Hachimura, he's going back to the Lakers. Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell all signed good deals. And they <sighs> signed, yeah, they signed free agents Cam Reddish, Gabe Vincent, and Jackson Hayes. And the Charlotte Hornets guard all-star LaMelo Ball agreed in principle on a five-year designated rookie max extension that could be worth as much as $260 million. Ball joins 2020 NBA draft classmates Tyrese Halliburton and Desmond Bain with max deals. And so my first question to you, Calvin, is did the Lakers, excuse me, did the Lakers win the NBA offseason? I mean, unless somebody like the Heat get a dame, the the Lakers definitely won. Um, the Lakers. So I and it's hard to say who won because it's not like they really signed stars. They just signed depth and they just signed some of the things that were needed. Um, they kept a lot of that core together, um, which they definitely had to. Glad to see uh, Rui come back. Absolutely glad to see Austin Reeves come back. But then you add a little more in there. Um, you get some more scoring in there. So I think they did very well. Um, maintaining the integrity of last year's Western Conference Finals team, um, and then adding a couple more shooters in there. So I think they did very well with with uh, with. I think they resisted temptation, which is good. We got to give Rob Palinka a whole lot of credit. I mean, um, that midseason trade at the deadline, where they got Hachimura and they got a couple other pieces that fit in there, Mm -hmm. really helped them in that run. It's the type of team that you have to have a le- around LeBron. You only need one additional quote-unquote alpha player, and mm-hmm. you need some great role players, outside setup shooters, 
who can hit the three, who can play off the ball, and are going to play some defense. Those are the type of players. That's the type of team where LeBron has been his most successful at. And, and the only uh, real um, starter you lost is uh, um, Dennis. Uh, yeah, the, Dennis Schroeder. Is Dennis Schroeder. Um, now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you mad about that? No, I'm not mad about Schroeder. You know what I'm mad about. I'm mad about us re-signing Mr. Brick in the playoffs. Um, he's a great regular season player. Uh, the two years, two years, uh, 45 million. Um Gosh, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, Russell. Uh, just he had he had a bad little. Now he did play well against. Played well in the, the regular season. Yeah, he played well in the regular season, and I think he played well in the Golden State series. He played well he played in the Golden well. State series. He played I'll well in that. the Golden. I give him that. I, I I forgot he was still on the team when they played the Nuggets, but just, um, <laughs> he played just, well in the Golden State series. Yeah, he's kind of hit or miss. But he really fits their profile. And, I mean, he's enough to get you through that regular season. I think, yeah, you know, that's the, the, thing. the bench he gets can, shorter in the playoffs. And maybe he if can he's get not the, contributing, you're he not He can help get the Lakers to the playoffs. But mm-hmm. in the playoffs, we need you to show up, young man. Just just, yeah. just show up, young man. Just, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, everybody was giving it to the Suns because, you know, last week's trade with Brad Beal and everything. And... I don't know. I think the Lakers, they have definitely improved that team. Now it's going to be on the health of LeBron and um, AD. And that's really going to be the driver. Are you going to get a healthy LeBron for 82 games? I mean, not saying he has to play every game, but you don't want him missing extended time because of injury. And AD, I mean, you'd be lucky if you get 50, but if you could get 55 or 60 games, out of AD and he avoids some real big injuries. I mean, I, I think that's a team you really going to have to pay a lot of attention to. And so, um, you know, good pickups for the Lakers. I'm glad they just resisted to try to trade everything to get Kyrie um, because it was out there, but you know, they would think it's smart. And, and so um, good deal for them. I do like the pickup of uh, Fred Van Fleet to uh, Houston. Houston, you know, they got a nice little young core down there. They're getting a good veteran guard who's won an NBA championship. I would love to really see what happens for him down there. I think Kyle Kuzma coming back to D.C. It's going to be, we're talking about Phoenix scoring a lot of points. I mean, you're going to have pool party and you're going to have Kuzma on that team. Oh, my God. You t- There's going to be shots in the air. You're talking about balls in the air. Pause. It's going to be a lot of balls in the air in D.C. And so uh, Kuzma, <laughs> Kuzma and uh, Poole, I don't think they've ever met a shot that they did not like. And so I, I'm, I'm really wanting to see. And I think they picked up in some, you know, little pieces to put here or there. They got some veterans that they picked up along in those trades and stuff. And so. You never know. In a weak Eastern Conference, they could sneak in and get a play-in or a little higher. Go ahead. I could see them with a play-in spot. Yeah. Uh, In an Atlantic (laughs) division with Orlando, uh, Atlanta, they've traded away John Collins. Uh, I mean, you got some... Miami Miami Heat, it depends. Last year, you know, we really pretty much thought they were going to be a one seed, and they limped into the play-in. And so, you know, um, there's no telling what happens with them. 
uh, if they get Dame, then yes, they're the class. But if they don't get Dame, you know, it's it the the Wizards could you, sneak up in there. You think uh, Dame makes them the class over the Boston Celtics? They just added Porzingis. <laughs> Porzingis, come on, bro. I mean, I'm Porzingis. Just, listen, I'm trying. He's, to, he's a unicorn. I'm, that still I'm has trying this, to tell you he still he has sleeping. this dust. Everybody thinks he's still in New York. This guy, it's, he hasn't it, done nothing in the league. He doesn't have to be a star in Boston. That's the thing. All he has to do is clog the middle up, which he can do, and just drop. Calvin, he can be a Rudy uh, Gobert type <laughs> player. Not as good as Gobert, but if I, he can be a no, Rudy Gobert type I, player in no, Boston, no, if that's a I'm disgrace to, to Persingas or not calling him a Rudy Bo- Gobert type Rudy, player. Rudy Gobert is actually a pretty Rudy, decent. Rudy. Rudy Gobert is a pretty decent defensive <laughs> blocking okay. and get you some points player. Rudy Gobert is actually pretty good. Y'all Let's hate Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert Let's not is not this a the bad guy player. that spread COVID in the league. Like, no. <laughs> He's a dick, but he's not a bad player. <laughs> this is the guy that rubbed all the mics out about, I'm not afraid of COVID. And then he's that de- night, they canceled all the games. He's definitely an ass, but he's not a bad player. <laughs> I, actually I, think, I actually think the addition of Porzingis with Boston helps take them over the top. I don't know, I don't know yeah. about Missoula. And I, well, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know well, about yeah. Missoula. Yeah, and I want to. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Porzingis. Yes, he had his best season last year. But I mean, Porzingis has been on some good teams, and he has not really had that type of impact. I mean, he was on a good Mavs team. Yeah, Luka, but he but and he, he was had on a good be, New York team. With he had Melo. to be the one or two score on all of those teams. He doesn't have to be that on Boston. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. All right, I'm trying all right. to tell you. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, I think also um, this uh, uh, Kyrie, you know, really, it was just a thing of Kyrie. You just didn't really have anywhere to go. There was no market for you to go. And you had to go back to Dallas. But I I think Draymond coming back again, they already knew that when they traded pool, that Draymond was coming back. They knew they were, you know, to me, I don't know any other team where Draymond is the fit and anybody was going to give Draymond a hundred million dollars uh, just to rebound and to scream at teammates and stuff. And so, you know, Draymond's value is in golden state. And I, I, yeah, I, I think that was a great pickup. They are trying to run, run the old team back. And so, you know, they, they, they got their core. They picked up uh, Chris Paul. Uh, we see how, you know, this is a make or break, I think for, um, uh, Kaminga and uh, the other players, uh, Moody. And so you, you see what you have because you already traded away Wiseman. And, you know, I don't think there's much there. They lost uh, Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks. And so, you know, they're going to have to find some pieces uh, to build up on that team. So we'll see what happens with them. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit more. Uh, now, ahead of the start of free agency, 76ers guard James Harden, he exercised his uh, $35.6 million option for the 23-24 season, clearing the way for the team and the 10-time All-Star to work together on finding a trade. The Sixers Sixers started making calls on Harden trades as it became clearer that he wouldn't be declining the option in entering free agency. So among the teams expected to have an interest 
in acquiring Harden are the Clippers and the Knicks. Star guard, as we've already mentioned, Damian Lillard has requested a trade from the Trailblazers with his preferred landing place to be Miami. Uh, the Heat, Clippers, and Sixers are three teams that have an interest in trading for Lillard. In addition, he has a strong respect for the San Antonio Spurs as an organization. So there's a thought that, hey, maybe if San Antonio puts something together, they had Webb and Yama. They have one of the greatest coaches uh, in the game and pop. Might be a landing place for him. I don't know if he necessarily gets a championship going there immediately. There'll probably be a couple-year process for that, but you never know. And so what are the realistic landing spaces for Harden and Dame Dollar? Um, so I've, I know they've always talked about him going back to Houston. I just never understood why he would uh, want to go back. There. Yeah, I just never understood why he would want to go there. Um, I, I actually Strippers? think... I I actually think, you know, I don't know why they want to trade him to the Knicks. Um, Wouldn't just it just wouldn't make competition sense. Um, I actually think he's going to stick with the Sixers with uh, see what Nick Nurse is going to do up there. Mm. And, you know, I think he's going to stick with the Sixers Um, when it comes to Dame. Dame needs to absolutely get out of there. Um, They're talking about trading. Uh, hero and uh, what's the other white boy there? Um, uh, uh, Tim Robinson, Robinson, um, and a couple draft picks and another mm-hmm. package for Dame. I actually see that happening. Um, if you add Dame to the Miami Heat, I'm thinking they're going to be a problem. I'm thinking they're going to be a big problem again in the East. So, um, I would like to see Dame in Miami. I would like to see Dame somewhere that has a chance to actually win a ring this season. So sure. Sure. I think that'd be good. I like to see Harden with the Clippers. I think him going to LA, everybody wants to be in LA uh with uh with with um George with uh Paul George and with um Kawhi, I think that's a you know that's a very good team right there. He's played with uh, Westbrook, and you know uh, so they're familiar with playing with each other when they were on the Thunder. Um, I think that's a real, real, real good team in the West. I mean, that's wait, a stacked wait, team. Wait, 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 wait. What? Just let, let me make sure I get this straight because when my man Russell came to the Lakers, all I heard you say was. Who else going to get the ball? Ain't no, you can't give the ball to AD, LeBron, and Russell Westbrook. That's all you was talking about, how Russell Westbrook he, was a ball hog. He so is. you think you think he already <laughs> got to share the ball because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will be uh, expected to be healthy. Sure. So he's already going to have to share the ball with them being healthy. And James Harden, you think James Harden on the Clippers, would, they would have to get rid of Russ. Russell. And well, remember, I, mean, remember I told you Russ should come off the bench in the Lakers. Yeah. I said Russ should come off the bench. You killed me. You was like, Westbrook coming off the bench. What are you smoking? Westbrook <laughs> ain't coming off nobody's bench. So what you trying? You think he going to come off the bench for the Clippers? No. Is that what you're saying? He's going to start. But I, what I think is this. I think because... He's been through this transition. I one, one, I'll say this. I think it's coaching. I think the respect that they have for Ty Lu and Ty Lue's system, if he doesn't play to what Ty Lue needs in terms of he's he's not the main scorer on that team. When he got there last year, 
after, you know, on the waiver pickup after he got released by the Lakers. I mean, he had to play within that system knowing that Paul George is the man, knowing that Kawhi Leonard is the man. And so um, I think if they brought in a James Harden, you know, he would have to, you know, they would have to adjust those roles. Um, it's a possibility. Bruh. I think they could play together. I think I think it would be a good team. I did all these scenarios with you when he was with the Lakers. You weren't trying to hit. The Lakers. Somehow, I somehow he go to the Clippers and it's like, oh, yeah, he could do this. He could. I think it's, it's this. See, <laughs> the Lakers is this. It's more based on LeBron. LeBron is a ball-centric player. LeBron has to have the ball. And to have. James Harden. James Harden. <laughs> I'm not, not in the sense of LeBron. <laughs> I'm saying this. The offense runs through LeBron. I think if Harden was on that team, it would be different because you have Paul George, you have Kawhi, and I just think the system that Lou runs, it would be a better fit. Um, I just didn't think it was a good fit of LeBron, and I just didn't think that was a good fit. I I think it would be a better fit with Harden. I just... I just want and you to, to me, remember. I don't, I don't even consider Russ the impact player. If he, if he, if Harden lands on that Clippers team, to me, I'm not even looking at uh, Westbrook as the impact player. It's Paul George and it's Kawhi Leonard. That's what I said when he was with the Lakers. You still weren't <laughs> trying to hit. And I don't know if you, maybe, maybe you forgot this. That Ty Lue system, yeah, is the same as the LeBron James system because that's where they got it from. One another. When they played, when they Bro, coached, it just Westbrook just wasn't a good just, piece. He wasn't a good piece for that team. He wasn't let me a give good you, piece for that team. Let me give you an example of how you acted. Now you know how you met. You remember when you would get caught drinking, and your parents would be like, "You gonna drink?" And it might be hypocritical. This is how you act, Dad. This you remember we talked about that in the first sec- segment. Yes. This is how you act. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna see. We're gonna- <laughs> I said all of this with the, when he was with the Lakers. <laughs> you were trying. To- <laughs> he was horrible now, with the Lakers, and what I, don't I think will he was say, that much better when he was with the Clippers. But I think the Clippers are bringing him back because the defensive energy that he brings, and you know, he does have some intangibles. He's not the same player he was when he was at OKC. He's not the same player. I'm talking about Westbrook when he was uh, when he was in Houston. And so, was he in Houston? Yeah, he was in Houston he for was, a minute. He was in Houston for about a season or two. Yeah, for about a season um, or two. And so, I, you know, I think it's a different type of Westbrook player. I just didn't think that was a good team the Lakers had. I mean, because you just had a, inj- a guy who's always injured, a guy who's uh can't shoot, and you had LeBron basically carrying the team by itself. Well, you still got a guy that's, you got two, a guy that's always injured in Kawhi. Yeah. I personally think Paul George is kind of overrated um but i think he's a good player however let me let me tell you this now i'm giving you a hard time but i tend to agree with you um another thing i agree with you with especially when it comes to agree with me no i agree with you but i tried to tell you this with the lake the same thing i just i just had to give you a hard time for not agreeing with me okay okay um but what i will say another another thing is russell westbrook is making a veterans minimum right now so he has no reason to really try to show off like he's not playing for more money when he was with the Lakers, he was making what 45 million yeah he was for making that a season? lot of money 
yeah, he's not he's not making that kind of money now. So I think the writing is on the wall. You're you're if you didn't know before, you're at the end of your career now. Right. So right. we just need you to do this. We don't need you to do more than that. You add somebody like a James Harden to that. Russell Westbrook would either ha- actually have to be a normal point guard, a true point guard, if he's going to start, or he's going to have to come off the bench behind Harden. Um, he can't he can't be the Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook that he was now. He will get those opportunities because we know Kawhi doesn't stay healthy. Right. We know James Harden likes to take games off. Even and Paul, Paul George, George is coming healthy. We can, exactly. We can I was about to say Paul George is so. coming back from um, a season where he wasn't healthy towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. So mm-hmm. he may still get those opportunities. But I tend to agree with you with that. But okay. I still had to give you a hard time for not agreeing <laughs> with me when I said the same thing when he was with the Lakers. Uh, it didn't sound <laughs> right when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded it sounded more right when I when I said it. Not what you said. <laughs> so we'll see. So NBA, a lot of movement, a lot of signings, and so we'll see what happens come the fall when these teams finally start playing uh, basketball and stuff. Um, I believe it's some veterans. Uh, Derek Rose, he was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies, so they're trying to, to get they're changing the team by getting a bunch of old people to put around um, Ja. I, I don't know if that necessarily makes them better. Um, but we'll see. And Marcus your boy Smart Dylan makes Brooks. them better. Yeah, Marcus Smart does though. And your boy Dylan Brooks, he signed with Houston, and so yeah, uh, yeah, so I think he got twenty million. Yeah, got twenty million a year. He signed what a two three year contract. Mm-hmm. Twenty million a year. I was shocked. I was like, okay, yeah. somebody, somebody giving him another chance to be a loud mouth, awful player. Mm-hmm. City, city girls, girls back they up. Give, yeah, city girls is back up. <laughs> city girls is back up. So city girls is in Houston now. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little baseball. Now, the all-star game starters were announced uh, this past week, and the Texas Rangers is sending a franchise record four starters to the all-star game in Seattle next month, the most of any major league team. The top club in the AL West will have a starter at all the infield positions, save first base as catcher uh, Jonah Hine and rookie third baseman Josh Young are, are appearing as first-time all-stars. They're joining shortstop uh, Corey Seager and second baseman Marcus uh, Simeon. It's Seager's fourth all-star appearance, uh, while uh, Simeon is an all-star for the second time in his career. The final round of voting was announced on Thursday evening and revealed three starters from the Atlanta Braves and Los Angeles Dodgers, while the ML leading um, Tampa Bay Rays have two starters, uh, Baltimore Orioles catcher Adley Rushman, Made the final vote for catcher, but lost to Hein and the final vote. And so did Adley get jerked? I mean, you. so they want to blame the fans, but I don't think they wanted to start Adley Rushman anyway. But I, I so I'm always a person when it comes to All-Star, I never believe anyone gets snubbed. I just believe, you know, mm-hmm. you're either good or you're not good. If you make it. You know, this whole thing about they need to start, they need to start. If you think about it, it ain't the starters, especially when it comes to, like, baseball. It's who ends the game that decides the game. Like, it's not who starts the game. It's who ends the game. So um, that was one thing they were talking about where um, Adley and Felix may be on the field at the same time at the end of the All-Star game if the American League is leading and they bring in Felix who actually did well today. He held on to that 2-1 lead because you know how I feel about him. I've texted you about him a couple times. Um, but, yeah, so they may, and they may actually end the All-Star game with the win. You know, that battery of 
Bautista and Rushman. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he got jerked. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. You know, the thing about and I hate this about the all star voting is, yes, it is fan centric. It's fan driven. And if your stadium is not selling out, you're not going to get your player in. And that's plain and simple. I mean, there were no Orioles that outside of Rushman that really made that final uh, breakdown to the vote of the two players. And, I mean, they've had a pretty good team this year. I mean, uh, Santander and yeah. uh, a couple other people have played very well. Hayes, played, Hayes has played well. Mullins was playing well before his yeah. injury. I mean, but if you're not consistently packing out your stadium and you have fans. Uh, but, you know, also fans can vote off. They don't have to go to the stadium. I remember when, you know, we were younger, you had to go to the stadium. They gave you the punch get the card. card. And the stuff, card out, give the it card to Yasha at the end. Yeah. I'm like, these they must be filling these out in the back because there ain't no way <laughs> that someone is punching these these many votes for when you see a million votes for a player, I'm like, come on, yo. But um yeah, I I, I don't think he got jerked either. But you know, uh as fans, I guess maybe we didn't do our job of uh voting him in. But it was good to see at least one player made it to the finals. I'm sure he's going to be, they're announcing reserves today, I believe. And so uh, hopefully he's uh, selected as a reserve and we see a couple of our relief pitchers as uh, reserves as well. Now, as a kid, I remember growing up, I I really cared about the all-star game in some sense because, you know, it was really, really the only chance before interleague play that you got to see uh, national league players. Uh, if you're in American League City like Baltimore, mm-hmm. I mean, most of our uh, watching on TV, I mean, you did not have, you know, uh, sports networks that were broadta- broadcasting games. I mean, sometimes you got a Saturday uh, game. I remember when they used to have Monday night baseball. That was a long time ago as well. But I was young. I didn't necessarily stay up to watch it. And so you were not seeing the Dodgers all the time. You were not seeing the Phillies or, you know, some of these other or the Braves and stuff like that. You're really just seeing American League teams. And so it did give you that opportunity outside of the game of the week to see uh, some good National League players. Uh, Is this a game we really should care about anymore? So um, it's it's so funny that... um we're talking about this because I thought about it and I know it was a topic on some of the um, sports stations and podcasts this week. And the point was made, which is so true. And this actually goes back to the Orioles and all-star voting. Um, You care about your team. Baseball as a whole is so difficult to keep up with because even though the games have been shortened and there have been some different rules in the game, it's still overall a pretty, taxing i don't want to say boring but a pretty taxing game to watch on tv if you don't have a vested interest in the game um when you talk about these all-star voting where adley rushman was going up against someone else outside of baltimore no one really knows who austin hayes is or adley rushman Mm -hmm. or uh, gunner henderson you know names that we're looking at now like these guys are good you barely know Cedric Mullins, you know what I mean? Right. And and he's probably the most popular nationwide Oriole, but he's not the most popular local Orioles. Sure. Um, so baseball is such a different game when you get outside of your home team. Um, so 
yes, we should care about baseball as a whole, but you care more about your team and what your team is doing. Whereas, you know, football, if the Ravens aren't playing, that's fine. You'll watch any football team. Mm -hmm. Um, But you won't watch any, if the (laughs) Orioles aren't playing, I'm not cutting on Sunday night baseball to watch the Yankees and the Red Sox, for even the, though you try to tell time. me yeah. what their history is. Right. I'm but watching so Derek Jeter isn't playing. Mm-hmm. No more Garcia Perez isn't playing. Pedro Martinez, Big mm-hmm. Poppy. None of these guys that were bigger than the sport are playing anymore. So I'm not really watching that. I'm, I have no real interest in it. I care about my team. So, um, as a whole, you want to care about baseball because you want to know where your team stands as far as can they make these playoffs, uh, this and that. But it's just not it's it's not the same. It's America's pastime, but maybe America's pastime has passed its time. Sure. Well, that may be sure. a great title for I the like uh, podcast. America's, might be a great title America's for the podcast. pastime has passed its time. You know, as a matter of fact, that goes right into talking about Shohei Otani. You know, of course, if you're not a baseball fan, you may not know that Otani is having a season for the record books. And uh, there's talk that he will not only be the highest played, <clears throat> excuse me, paid player in baseball history, but perhaps one day the greatest to ever play the game. Otani just had the best June in MLB history, even better than Babe Ruth. He leads the major leagues in home runs, triples, RBIs, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, total bases, and unsurprisingly is lapping the field in war also um he's on the mound he's seven and three with a 3.02 era a 1.04 whip and 127 strikeouts and 95 in the third innings he has the lowest hit rate and uh the highest strikeout rate uh in the major leagues and in the american league respectively now here you have this player calvin i mean this guy is a once-in-a-lifetime player, a person who's hitting and pitching. You know, this is the dream. You know, as Little League, this is this is the dream of Little League. You know, when you're playing Little League baseball, you had a guy who's a great pitcher and a great hitter as well. And But we never saw it at the major league level, uh, at least in our lifetime. And now we're seeing it. But it's like... I don't think oh people will have Otani in their top ten athletes of all time. I, I don't know if people there's no buzz around this. There's no excitement about this, and it kind of builds into what you're saying that you know if you're following your own team. But I can't tell you the only time I've seen Otani play was when the Angels came to Baltimore and he pitched that first game of that open series. I think he hit a home run and he won that game pitching. But outside of that, I have not sat down to find a game with Otani playing, pitching, or hitting. And uh, I I think the last time I felt that way about a player might have been Bonds when Bonds was chasing the home run record and when he hit 73 that year and then when he broke uh, Hank Aaron's uh, uh, record. But outside of that, you know, how come Otani is not appointment viewing? You definitely have to be a baseball fan to um, know who he is and want to see him. I'm a baseball fan. I saw him play the Orioles last year. He pitched. Um, the Orioles actually rocked him, and they struck him out three times. He he went one for four. He finally got a hit in his last at-bat, um, but they struck him out three times. And I saw him this year where he pitched a gem against the Orioles, and I believe he hit two home runs. I think That's he right. He hit four two for runs. five. Yeah. He went four That's for like five that game. So I was at that game. Mm-hmm. When he comes to town, 
he's must-see TV for me, um, mm-hmm. or must-see, but must-see in the stadium. You're right, though. I'm not going to cut on the TV to watch him. Um, now, the the benefit that California, well, let me back up. The disadvantage that the Angels have is that they are on the West Coast. So True. a lot of those games are starting at 10 late, o'clock yeah, our time. Stand up that um, so, you know, he's coming up for free agency this year. It's almost a given that he's going to go to a major market team because of the primetime atmosphere that they're going to want him to have and get more exposure. And, you know, he's going to make almost a billion dollars. I think he's going right. to be somewhere up in the 600, maybe $700 million range. But, um, but a benefit that California has is not only do they have Shohei, but they also have Mike Trout, who by most experts was the best player in baseball for a number of years prior to Shohei. And nobody in. watched him either. And nobody watched him either. <laughs> but he was a common name. Now, mm-hmm. Mike Trout was one of those players that if you heard the name, if you were just a casual baseball fan, you knew Mike Trout was a common name, just like a Bryce Harper. You mm-hmm. know. Now, you may not know Bryce Harper now plays for the Phillies. You might not know that, you know what I mean, if you're not keeping up, but you're familiar with the name, even if you're a casual fan. But yeah, baseball is just it's just one of those sports where it's really local. I think having 162 games also makes it a little difficult to keep up with. Um, another thing with when you compare it to like football, um, football comes on once a week. Your team is playing once a week. Now, of course, you're going to watch it different days a week. You got Sunday, Monday, Thursday, sometimes mm-hmm. Saturday. But you're playing once a week and you can gamble on it. Fantasy football is huge. Fantasy football is huge for you to get to know all of the players. If you ever tried to play fantasy basketball, it's probably the worst unless you're a huge basketball fan because you can get a guy to sign for a 10-day contract. If you're not changing your lineup every day, it's, it's, it's horrible. But basketball is nonstop action. And these past two years, the playoffs have been amazing for basketball. So I think that's going to help viewership for the NBA. Baseball, they've picked up the uh, the timing, but it's yeah. still a taxing sport to watch. It's, it is. it's just, it's really taxing it to watch. It is. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, as you say that, <clears throat> I hope he doesn't end up with the Yankees. I hope he does not end up with the Mets. Um, I would love to see him. I, I don't want him to be with the Dodgers either. I would love to see him, like maybe in Chicago or something. I, it's, I, it's, what other it's big so, market? Atlanta, it's, maybe. It's so difficult because Texas team. I don't know. There's no salary cap in baseball, and it's all about yeah. what the owners are willing to pay. There's no cap, so he could go to the Yankees and be part of that. that strong lineup that they oh, already have. I mean, if he's I think he has you don't 30 home to, runs already. Yeah, I, I imagine I bet how many MLB home runs wants him to. Yeah, I mean, imagine how many home runs he would hit in Yankee Stadium. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, and you know, and and the media overkill with that. You no, know, I wanted him. I want him to come to Baltimore. Someone was like, "Well, if he comes to Baltimore, they're going to have to get rid of." This is not football. All they got to do is open up the purse strings. There's no salary cap. They don't have to get rid of anyone. Unless they're just trying to save money. Well, I heard uh, the issue why he won't come to Baltimore, though, is, is there's a debate of which side of town has the best Chinese food. Is it West Baltimore or if it's East Baltimore? And he doesn't want to get caught up in that. 
I would, you know, I would sit here and say and defend the Asians, but the Asians are the ones that help push affirmative action out the door. So you are absolutely right. Oh, man. That's exactly why he ain't coming because we don't know what's up. Let me, you know what? Let me chill before we get canceled. But I'm yeah, not rocking better, with you. I'm not this, rocking this, with you, with you Asian Americans right you're not now. Not against. We're not Yellish. against the Asian Americans on this program. Last week we were talking about some risque stuff. It's y'all are shooting y'all, y'all are shooting yourselves in the foot, <laughs> thinking that y'all doing something to oh, help Lord, y'all. Me, they don't like y'all either. They don't like y'all either. Let me keep on going. Yeah, they so. don't. <laughs> Why do y'all think y'all going to get in? They don't like y'all either. And if it wasn't for anyway, so back to East Baltimore and West Baltimore <laughs> Chinese food. Which side of town has the best Chinese food? So it's hard to say because I can name a couple on each side of town. What I will say is the best Chinese food, and I think if you're from Baltimore, everyone knows this, it's in the uh, bulletproof, dirty little spots. Oh, so there was this spot. I don't know if it's still there. It's on... Um, it's off of Fulton, on Fulton Avenue, rather. Well, it might be Pennsylvania Avenue at that end. Right before you get to North Avenue between Mondawmin and North Avenue, yes. right next to what used to be the Fox's Den. Yes. Across the street, there's yes. the 24-hour yeah, yeah. barbershop. No, exactly. So is that still there? Yeah. Oh, my God. They had the best fucking Chinese food when I was younger. I don't know if they, you know, I haven't been there and. To over 20 years but they had Bro. the best oh my gosh i just swear it was a spot that was on rogers avenue in park heights um that i used to swear oh, right down by, the street from yeah i'm going there tomorrow. right across from the jamaican spot i used I'm to, to swear by this spot and when i started dating paula my wife you know Is she's still the there East brother no i don't think the last time i rode through the neighborhood it was gone it's not there because that's around the corner from me the only Chinese real spot, the only chinese spot um, near me that's sketchy now is right off of Rice's Town Road and Rogers Avenue. It's okay, so on the corner that. of Rice's, right across from the uh, the fire station. Yes. There's one right there in the middle of like a yeah. beauty oh, yeah. supply I know exactly. store I've never been and to a that cell one. phone store. Yes, I know I've exactly never been there because that, that looks sketchy to me. Yeah. But on the other end, I just think there's just Jamaican places yeah, it's there in the Jamaican corner spot, store. It used to be there. The last okay. time I rode through the neighborhood, it's not there anymore. Okay. And okay. Um, my wife, she's an east sider, so she used to swear by Yao Brothers that was on Greenmount Avenue, uh, off of 29th. Yeah, she swore yes. by y'all. Yeah, by by y'all, bro. There's so there's one that I used to go to that was on 33rd, right off of Greenmount, but right around the corner from the 7-Eleven. Well, 7-Eleven yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah, I know exactly right there on it's that. Yeah, right uh-huh. there, it was yeah. next to a hair place. Uh-huh. Um, and the I only the and I used mm-hmm. to actually order from there, and I swear, and this sounds so racist. I swear, I used to hang up the phone, and I swear the guy rode his bike there and would be knocking on my door as soon as I <laughs> hung up the phone. Little Asian guy would be like, I'm here for your order. And that food would be so goddamn good. Uh, I swear to God. He was riding the bike. He was riding the bike. <laughs> but yeah, I one time, so we went to Yao Brothers, and we got some shrimp fried rice, and the shrimp was like real small. I'm like, nah, <laughs> little baby, baby got, shrimps. Yeah, little baby shrimps. I'm like, they're not even developed. Like, they got these as embryos. I'm like, let me take you over to Northwest Baltimore and get you some real shrimp. All right. <laughs> Just got over there with them big old shrimp, boy. 
every time she was on that side of town, honey, I'm, I'm over here near the Chinese spot. What you want? <laughs> she got addicted to that spot. So, yeah, yeah. North, I always say West Baltimore, Northwest Baltimore had the best Chinese food. But nonetheless. I, I can, the, the spots I'm talking about, except for the one on 33rd, which mm-hmm. is technically, well, it's technically East because it's not um, Charles Street. So it's technically East. It's uh, more Northeast, East East rather. Yeah. Um, but the one, so we go to one now that's off of uh, Cold Spring Lane and um, Falls Road. Cold Spring okay, and yeah, Falls Road. It's right on the yeah. corner. Uh-huh. And it's it's not bad. It's not it's bad. not the best I've ever had. I know had, exactly. It's, it's next not. to the gas station over it's, there. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's in the corner all by itself. It's okay. right across. If So if you're at Johns Hopkins University and you come down, um, I want to say that's 32nd Street. Uh, but it oh, turns into Falls. Cold Spring and Falls. I I said Cold Spring and Falls. I should have said Falls and um. Gosh, I can't remember the name oh of this actual. So street. you got to be a Baltimorean for this one. No, you streets, it's, y'all. It's called, but it's called. Well, you know how they all call a one. It's called Best Chinese Food. So you know <laughs> how they all name a one. That's, that's the name number, for all of them. Number A1, one double Chinese one. food. A plus Chinese food is called best Chinese food, which by the way, fun fact, I worked for the yellow pages for a number of years. Um, businesses do that. They used to do that so they could be listed first in the phone book because when people were searching, they would go to the front and they would call from the front. So you always had a lot of businesses called AAA plumbing service yeah. or a one plumbing service. That's why. So they could be first in the phone. book. Ah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not I'm not defending Asians, so not yeah. today. I not do today. not want any special warnings on this broadcast. <laughs> All right, so we'll come to a segment that everybody loves as we close out the show. Come on, yo. And so Calvin, it's on you to start us off. Yeah, man. So um <sighs> this one is gonna go to my Ravens, a player on my beloved Ravens. And this player is named J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is talking about he about to, he might be holding out because, you know, first of all, he blamed the Ravens for playing him in the preseason where he got hurt last year and he missed most of the regular season. He's still mad at the Ravens for not giving him the ball against the Bengals um, where we would have won that wild card game. And I'm with you on all of that, sir. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about holding out for more money. You you ain't you ain't done nothing to deserve the money. I'm a players guy. I'm all for players getting all the money that they can, but I'm also for players getting all the money that they can after they've done something. JK, sir, you ain't play this year. This year is gonna be your breakout year. And then tell the Ravens to kick rocks, go somewhere else and get all your money. But to hold out this year, after you barely played last year and the year before, and I don't care what the reason is, but you cannot sit there and hold out against the Ravens like you deserve all this money. You're still kind of a mystery. We can see the greatness. We think you're going to be great. But come on, yo. You ain't played enough games to be, you're not Saquon Barkley. You you ain't done nothing enough for us to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to pay, JK. We all looking at you like, you ain't got to pay him. You just got to play him. Let him play first. 
And then once you play at your season, then you can say, no, I ain't signing with y'all. I need to go ahead and be a free agent and get whoever is the highest bidder. And I'm with you for that. But right now, sir, you playing it wrong. Come on, yo. Come on, JK. Stop that, yo. Stop that, yo. You, you trying to get some money for something you ain't even done yet. You don't get money on potential. That's what the rookie contract is. You're trying to get big money for something you ain't even done yet. You ain't led the league in nothing but missed games. Missed games, sir. Come on, JK. Come on, yo. Come on, Come yo. On. Yeah, that's to it. me. That's it for me. Dude, you earned the contract by playing. Get out there and play. Just just show them. To me, also, you talking all the stuff, but don't you know the value of the running back in, the, exactly. in today's NFL is low? I mean, they don't want to play. They don't want to pay Saquon. They don't want to pay any of these running backs. I, I don't think we've seen a running back drafted in the top ten in the last several years. The guy this year, the guy this year that Ooh. Atlanta drafted, um, Atlanta drafted him this year. He was like uh, fifteen. He was low. It could, he could. Well, he was eight. supposed to go. They would. He might have gone top ten. They say he might be. But that's the only one. Yeah, that's the only one. And that's the only one. So, to me, it's like dude i mean get out there and play and show the people your value and if your value is here the ravens has shown that if you have value here and they think it's important to keep you they will and if they don't then you know they're not they're going to set you up to get to the next place how many great running backs priest holmes uh and i'm thinking probably a couple other players as well that we're great running backs here. They got the opportunity, went other places and blew up. And so if your home is going to be here, it's going to be here. If not, yo, just go ahead. But you ain't even, string and listen, do do. just like I'm on record as saying with Lamar, I don't even know if I wanted Lamar to resign because he'd be damned if he do, damned if he don't with the mm -hmm. fans here. So I'm with you, JK. I'm on your side, sir. Most of us are on your side, but all we're saying is, Play the games first. Play the game. Show who you are. And then when it's time to re-sign, you know, when you go into your free agent market, if the Ravens come with an offer, be like, hey, we're going to make you the best office. Tell them, F them. And go somewhere else for less money just to show them that you're mad at them. But, sir, you ain't done nothing yet to be holding out like. Right. <sighs> sir. It's crazy. They will replace you. They will replace you. And you you will be holding out for some. It, ask Le'Veon Bell how he felt about holding out. He finally came out and admitted not signing and taking that year off was the worst thing he ever did. He was never the same. He got all that big money to play with the Jets, but then his career went south. He was a backup, a third string backup for the Ravens. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, come on, yeah. come on, yo, come, come on, on yeah. J.K. Stop the nonsense. Come on, yeah. Stop the nonsense. All right. Uh, come on, yo. Come on, Supreme Court. Now, if uh, you've been following the news the last several days, you find out that this uh, very right-wing Supreme Court has uh, made two, actually three major decisions uh, that impact people of color across this country. One was uh, the student loan forgiveness. Uh, they denied that. That was something that Biden was trying to uh, enact, and they ruled that Congress could not pass and eliminate uh, loan debt for students. And uh, 
loans have greatly impacted African-Americans' ability to go to college. If uh, most African-Americans are going to college, they're going through loans, secured or unsecured. And so it's a major uh, funding source for Black people to get to the higher universities. Then after that, they decided that uh, schools could not, universities, uh, public or private, could not use affirmative action or race as a factor in deciding on admissions for a student. Uh, this was a suit that was brought on, that had been brought on by this man. He has an organization where they've been attacking affirmative action for years. And so this year he was able to get uh, Asian American uh, applicants on this suit to uh, be a part of his suit. And uh, they were able to successfully challenge uh, affirmative action. And because the court is severely leaning to the right, uh, they've been, uh, affirmative action has been under attack for years. So we knew it was going to go away. And then finally, in a case that really didn't make any sense, uh, a web designer was able to convince the court that they did not have to provide services to someone, may it be gay, a lesbian, homosexual, that their morals or their religious uh, viewpoints did not agree with their lifestyle, so they could deny the people service. But the crazy thing about that case is this was actually a made-up case. This person did not have a business designing websites. There was not a couple who were wronged by trying to get any of these uh, materials done, and so it was something really just done on a what-if. What if a gay couple came in and asked me to do something that I felt was against my rights, I should have the right to say, no, I don't want to do that. And so we're just at a pivotal time in our country. And a lot of people are back to the affirmative action piece. People are saying, you know, hey, you know, maybe this would be a good thing for black colleges because it's definitely going to uh, affect African-American students and their application to these uh, universities. And our black colleges should be ready. We've seen a burst in enrollment numbers, particularly I know in the state of Maryland, but across the country at HBCUs since the murder of George Floyd. And so our universities are already receiving a large amount of students, larger than in past years, because uh, our um, culture, our, our people were beginning to see the value in our institutions. Not, I'm not going to take my talents to the predominantly white institution. I'm going to take it to the HBCU. And maybe this might have that impact. Some people was concerned about how does it relate to sports? Because, you know, you have some of these athletes who are going to these universities as well. As well. And, and so I think as I thought back to Calvin, something I said in one of our earlier come on yo's, you know, hopefully our institutions were ready. This We've had these last couple of years to get ready because we see this change in our country in terms of their viewpoint of race and how they're going to treat race. And people who are, you know, they want to come and support their universities to make their universities millions of dollars on the athletic fields or in the gyms or all of those things, they're going to start to see the value in the HBCU. And they're going to want to come to the HBCU. And I hope we're ready. I hope we're ready facility-wise. I hope our sports facilities are ready, our academic facilities are ready. We have to be ready. So come on, yo. Come on, HBCUs. This is our time. This is our time. 
This is a great time to be ready to serve that influx. We want to get an influx of students who are going to be ready to come. And I think sports-wise, if we start building these facilities, maybe even online with what a lot of these predominantly white universities are doing because they're fighting over their own pot of money with NIL and how that's impacting their stuff. You know, um, I think we can compete. And so we're going to see what happens over the next couple of years. But come on, yo, let's not let these little uh, rulings stop us. Let's get ready because we're about to see a uh, downpour of talent, of uh, a wealth of talent coming into our institutions. So let's get ready. And another thing, white women benefit from affirmative action more, more than, than anyone, anyone else. else. So I don't even know why y'all always, every time something goes down, y'all try to blame it on black people. Asian American, I can't, we can't get into Harvard because <laughs> it was affirmative action. It was given to a black right. student. No, it wasn't. You just weren't good enough, sir. It's okay right. to tell your family. I mean, your family, you know, y'all Asian, so you might be a disgrace to the family. You know, you might be the dude in the karate kid that lost to Danielson and was scared to go over and save the young lady. But that's who who cares? Who cares? That's on yeah, you. I think uh, one of the things I read, Calvin, is is actually these legacies that is taking the spots. It's it's not African American students. It's the legacies. It's these people who. Their, their their parents went there or their great-grandparents went there. It's staff, the children of the staff that work at the universities. It's legacy that How is taking that? up at least 43% of the How admission at these institutions. And so How it's, yeah. And, and so even if you had a perfect SAT or, you know, you had these other things to get into the university, you're competing against white privilege, not black people. You know how when we try to get jobs at your little corner stores and y'all be like, oh, no, we, we can't hire you because you hiring your family. That's what he's talking about. That type of legacy. Pretty like y'all just going to keep, yeah, just gonna keep passing it down. Y'all only mm -hmm. hire us for like security so we can, you know, we can talk with the other kids in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And one more thing. One more thing. All of this, all of this, y'all remember back in 2016 when y'all felt like, oh, well, I'm not going to vote for anyone because I don't, Hillary's not oh, good Lord. at all. And I don't take like me Donald to them. Trump. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? This is why we're having this now, because Donald Trump stacked the Supreme Court. So mm -hmm. all of this now, I don't want to hear it now. I don't want to hear all this. Well, why are they doing this and that? Because Ooh, you decided, Hillary. you and your crew decided that you didn't want to vote for Hillary. Hillary. You didn't want to vote at all. So you just let Donald Trump go ahead. and right. We're right. not even going to talk about the local courts that he stacked. But right. now we're at the Supreme Court and they're making right. decisions on on uh, scenarios. So basically, right. I should go to the Supreme Court and say, you know, I feel like maybe somebody might rob me one day. So just because they are, they may rob me, I think you should take all of their guns away just so I don't get robbed. Well, sir, have you ever been robbed? No, but it might happen one day. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's pass the gun laws. That's what she did. Yeah. That's exactly what she did. That's pretty much. Pretty she don't much. even have a business. Right. Just, <sighs> just one day. And, and I agree with you, Calvin. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, what... Oh, Hillary, she she said we were super predators and, you know, uh, burn, you know, uh, you know, these mealy mouths like Ice Cube and Killer Mike and all these people that was woofing. We need black empowerment. And I'm that's why I'm supporting this person. And, bro, it's all about the courts. And we just saw what the courts are doing. And they had already weakened the Voting Rights Act before that. And so. 
Yeah, we're 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 in have, we're turning back the clock. We're not. Let me check Twitter because I don't have we heard. Let me check Twitter. Have I we heard, heard from Ice Killer Mike or Ice Cube since? Oh, wait a minute. I can't check Twitter till tomorrow because Elon Musk has decided that you can only you can only look at so many per day. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These, yes, I'm sorry. These conservatives are just they're just they're just running the world. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I can't. And and by the way, um, I think a lot of people wanted to vote for Donald Trump because he was going to go ahead and take care of Hillary. Uh, who's Who's being prosecuted right now? Is it Hillary Clinton? Yeah, or is you know, because Hillary, Donald she, Trump. she was, um, they were molesting those kids in the uh, pizza. Um, oh, yeah. Pizza store and of pizza. course, what about her emails? What, what what about them documents in the garage? Right. What about them documents. Oh, Joe Biden had documents too. You mean the ones that he turned back in? What right. about the ones Donald Trump was secretly telling people on a recording? Right. Well, this isn't classified. Uh, uh, uh. I can't classify it. But hey, hey, this is. I'm gonna share this with you. Right. You know. Nah, you know what? Let me end the show. Let me end the show. Yeah. Because we can go on. That's a, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. About to go off. Hey, we definitely thank you for joining us and, and another y'all. successful podcast. And yes, the show is starting up in August, and we about to get back into the get back into the broadcast. You the show. Is this going to be the last season of the shot? No. The, the, the <laughs> no. We've been saying it's been the last season of the side for the last three seasons, and they keep on redoing it. So That's no. what I'm going to take to the Supreme Court. I'm going to be like, look at the Supreme Court. They may renew it for another season after this, so I need y'all to shut this down before it happens. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell be- you, after the third or fourth episode, we're going to hear it. The shot has been renewed for another year. <laughs> As they bring back Coogie and all the, <laughs> they bring, as long as they bring back my man, um, oh my God, why well, forget? Oh my God, why? Well, oh, who got killed? My man, uh, Ronnie. Yeah, long Ronnie. as they bring back Ronnie, they can bring back Coogie, Ronnie, all of them. They not bringing back Brandon though. No, Brandon, no. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> like the. Brandon messed up. Brandon messed up. Brandon, Brandon liked the uh, sexual harassment. But now nah, they're not bringing back Brandon. But yeah, they can bring back everybody else. Hey, they brought back Kima last year from the Wire. They did brought back for, for Kima. They did so bring her back. Shoot, uh, she shot Duda. Yeah, she shot. Hey, so you know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna edit this. Just letting you all know, I'm gonna edit this sometime this evening. You might get it tomorrow morning. You might get it Tuesday. You might not get it at all. Depends right. on what the Supreme Court ruling is, and maybe Elon Musk will even jump in there and tell you that I can't put it on Twitter. So we're not even there sure about that. We're going. We're going to do. What we're we going to see. But we definitely thank you for joining us. Um, again, this is Off the Eggs Black presents fanboys um this is live on youtube and you will see it on all the podcast platforms and until then we will talk to you all next week golden corral here i come <laughs> and another thing how do you, you even have been vote for somebody fanboys. like trump like things flat with garland he and can barely even talk thank you for listening i just and make sure I to rate and review this episode on all of your podcasts about the courts man <laughs> <laughs> It's all about them courts.